Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. So let's just do that. Yes, uh, we are recording the program today, uh, January the 6th. 2022 so uh happy new year to everybody can you say happy new year i know that uh saying merry christmas is anathema but maybe happy new year works for some people so ding 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 happy new year there you go sound effects included with the program can you imagine getting this much value for free so things are happening uh as uh, they always are because uh well there isn't a day that goes by that something doesn't happen. So uh, the big thing today uh, is the beating of the dead horse knowing is January 6th. Uh, like I said, come on, people. This, is, this, this was not an insurrection. That little old lady waving the American flag with her mask halfway under her nose, if she was an insurrectionist, uh, Well, it was the saddest-looking group of insurrectionists that we've ever seen. But it's uh, a good dead horse to beat because, to be honest with you, they have absolutely nothing else. What is there to point at? What is there to laud as a success, if you will, for this present administration? Uh, nothing. It has been chaos and failure since the moment the man in the adult diapers, uh, you know, mumbled his way through the oath of office. Uh, There hasn't been any noteworthy thing that people could point to or look at and say, hey, that was pretty darn good. So I was contemplating what to talk about today i i don't want to get on the january 6th tangent uh even though today is january 6th but one thing that is noteworthy is that we saw a uh politician uh on the republican side uh commit political sepulchre in slow motion for those of you unaware uh, of what sepulchre is it's uh, basically uh a feudal Japanese practice of ritual disembowelment. I know. The Japanese gave us chopsticks, silk, and ritual disembowelment. Is there nothing that the Japanese can't do? Well, Toyota and Honda. But uh, they gave us those things as well. But yes, uh, seppuku uh, used to be done when uh, uh, someone was dishonored in battle and they decided to take the honorable way out. Kind of grody, if you ask me, but hey, I'm not Japanese, so I'm not going to judge, because if I judged, then I'd be uh, culturally appropriating uh, Japanese disembowelment, and I'd get ugly letters and emails from cat moms and fans of Beth Moore. So I know we haven't mentioned Beth in such a long time. Some of you are wondering, what happened to Mike? Uh, what Was he swayed by the donation to the ministry in the name of Beth Moore? 
Could that possibly it? No, I just, it, it, it's Beth Moore. If you're still a fan, then you need Jesus. That's all I'm going to say about that. But yes, so Thaddeus Cruz, uh, whether it was a slip of the tongue or intentional, whether somebody has some uh, risque pictures of him from his Mexican vacation, I don't know. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, politics is concerned, as far as uh, Texas uh, Republican candidacy is concerned, as far as presidential hopefulness is concerned, uh, that all um, evaporated within one short sentence. Uh, he called uh, January 6th a violent terrorist attack. Again, these people are so sheltered. They live in, in, in such uh, bubbles that they really do believe that January 6th of last year was a violent terrorist attack. Where did they just burn down the Capitol building and started chasing politicians? Was it Kazakhstan or some little dink country? That, yes, you can call an insurrection. When the military tanks start rolling through town, when people start getting executed, sure, insurrection, call it that. It is a apropos definition, if you will. But last year was not an insurrection. However, Ted Cruz decided, why not torpedo my future career in politics? Why not anger the base of the party that I say I represent? Why not be less liked than Mitt Romney in the blink of an eye? So yes, uh, Ted Cruz um, stuck his foot in his mouth, and I'm sure he's going to try to backpedal and correct, because uh, there be a lot of people that are very, very angry with Mr. Cruz, uh, even though, I look, I, honestly, I think he's trying to position himself uh, for 2024. I don't think he has a shot. Uh, maybe he, it'll be Ted Cruz and uh, Liz Cheney as the VP. What do you think of that ticket? Huh? Doesn't that make you just want to sprint to the poll and vote? Doesn't just, just, just crawl through broken glass, baby, and go vote for that ticket? Ted Cruz and Liz Cheney. Huh? huh. See, I, I said some time ago, and uh, I don't know if I said it on the program, but I said it in a talk, that right now uh, this current administration is doing so horribly that you could run a pineapple, Joe Biden, and the pineapple would win. Allow me to retract. If you want a guaranteed loser, run someone like Liz Cheney or Ted Cruz. Because to be honest with you, I think people are over the idea of, uh, well, you know, the lesser of two evils. So uh, just a cautionary tale, kids. Just, just a Mikey told you so two years out. Uh, now, seeing as it is, uh, you know, Insurrection Day, uh, our uh, esteemed uh, vice president decided to compare it to Pearl Harbor and 9-11, because why not? And again, nobody's going to call these people out on their lunacy. Nobody's going to point out the fact that up until the quote-unquote insurrection began, they were actually going to debate on the floor of the Congress 
uh, as far as the legality of what certain states did with the voting. Once that happened, once a bare-chested man in a buffalo hat decided to traipse through the Capitol building with photographers saying, hold on a minute, let us get into position. Now come. Um, once that happened, all talk of uh, you know, the election being fraudulent kind of died. So I'm just saying, it was a very, very fast way to put a pin in a debate that needed to be had in this country. I am not a conspiracy theorist. You know where I stand on the entire thing. And I will say this and no more because we have a lot of stuff to get to. But if you believe that Mr. Robinette Biden got more votes than Barack Obama, uh, you know what? Uh, call me and you can invest in uh, the, bottle, uh, the Bucket of Gruel franchise. I'll sell you a franchise. You can become a franchisee. Okay, so you're not investing in the business itself. You're, you're purchasing a franchise of Bucket of Gruel. It only costs $15,000, and you can have your own business. I mean, come on. It, apparently, you'll believe anything, so why not this? Any hootie. I was uh, thinking on my way into the office today. Uh, I, I have about a 20-minute drive. Uh, the weather is horrendous here in Wisconsin. It's uh, snowy and icky, and the roads aren't the best. So uh, it took me about 30 minutes to get into the office. But throughout my journey, uh, there was one thought that kept creeping into my mind, because I'm seeing where this thing's headed. Not, not the insurrection, but... Um, dividing people and pitting them against each other. And it's a global thing. It's not just national. It's global. I mean, whatever country you go to, have, uh, you know, the clear line of demarcation between the vaxxed and the unvaxxed. And the question that kept going through my mind is, how exactly could someone, an entity, a political party, a politician, Convince an individual to turn against their neighbor, to turn against family members, after they'd been neighbors for decades, after family has always been around. And there is a mechanism that was used by people like Hitler and others throughout history where you isolate a certain group of people and then you label them dangerous. So not only are the people different, they become dangerous. And we're headed towards that even though science uh, is pointing to the very real an undeniable uh, pattern that the fully vaccinated and boosted uh, are getting the COVID 
and they're going into the hospital. Now, uh, again, and, and, and I don't know if you, if you notice the nuance, but I'm a nuanced guy. I, li- I like to pinpoint nuances. Uh, the narrative has changed from just vaccinated to vaccinated and boosted. Uh, that little rat fink, El Dottore Fauci. His uh, new talking point is you need to be uh, vaccinated and boosted in order to, you know, uh, qualify as vaccinated. So uh, whatever it is they're pumping into people, um, it's not the last hot shot you're going to be getting if you decided to go down this uh, merry road of uh, rolling up your sleeve. Uh, Israel's what, on the fourth shot? Pretty soon it's going to be five. And the thing that apparently only uh, the CDC website will tell you, because everyone else is afraid to mention it, is that uh, if you get jabbed, uh, it kills your natural immunity. So uh, you have a permanent client base that you have to boost every six months, otherwise their immune system uh, being unable to stave off the deadly uh, sniffles. Uh, you know, would, would allow or lead to someone's death and demise. So once, once you've killed off your immune system by taking the first two jabs, uh, you're pretty much locked in for life. Uh, I'm sure that in 2028, come get your 67th jab. It'll cue from the idiot variant. So, you know, it's neither here nor there, but just this is coming from a doctor, medical ethics professor, actually. Uh, and, and I read this article, and it kind of gave me the chills. Because if you read behind the words that he says, uh, he's very Hitlerian in his approach. These people are dangerous. These people are different than we are. These people need to be cold. And they're doing their best to try to combine uh, the Christian folk, the, you know, church-going peoples with those that refuse to get vaccinated. You know, coincidentally, I happen to be both a church-going folk and one who refuses to get jabbed. But there's also the Franklin Grahams of the world who, uh, you know, spit-shine the boots of Il Dottore Fauci with their tongues and insist that Jesus himself would have rolled up the, the sleeve of his robe. Medical ethics professor on CNN. Of course it was on CNN, because why not? Uh, there, there's certain places where propaganda is more prevalent than others, CNN being one of them. But listen to what this man said. Uh, we should penalize unvaccinated Americans, deny them affordable health care insurance, etc., etc. We're going to get into the article because what he essentially said is we need to make them second-class citizens. They need to be at our mercy. Even though they've probably had the vids, they have antibodies, their immune system works better than anyone that's gotten jabbed. It doesn't matter. It's about control. It's about separation, division, and branding a certain group of individuals dangerous. And 
hopefully the quote-unquote dangerous folk have learned enough from history not to get into those boxcars. They've learned enough from history not to go on that train ride and take a hot shower after the long journey. So I don't see this ending well. I don't see people who haven't gotten jabbed decide all of a sudden to get jabbed because some nut burger that's a NYU professor of bioethics uh, believes that you should be transformed into a second-class citizen because you will not heal. You will not comply. So let's get into the article. After I sip from my delicious beverage, yes, I do have one on hand because, you know, life is short and caffeine is good. NYU professor of bioethics, Arthur Kaplan, a guest on CNN Wednesday, said it is time to shame and blame unvaccinated Americans, adding that society should penalize them in a variety of ways, including higher hospital bills and insurance premiums. Uh, Now, how are the jabbed and the unjabbed different in any meaningful way? Start with that. Both the jabbed and the unjabbed can catch the vids. They can catch the sniffles. Both the jabbed and the unjabbed can pass it along to others. So other than compliance, there really is no difference between the two. Yet here is a professor of bioethics saying that we should penalize people that believe they have an immune system. We should penalize people that don't want experimental drugs coursing through their veins. By and large, if you're vaccinated and boosted, even if you get infected, you're going to be fine. Well, if you're vaccinated, isn't the whole idea of a vaccine prevention? So, You've torpedoed your argument from the get-go, but he continues. Because these people, and the reason I'm getting into this is so you understand the fragmented thought that these people have. You need to know that they are dangerous. And once they get power, your life is meaningless to them. If this man had his way, he would stand there and usher you into a boxcar push you into the showers and he'd push the button because that's the kind of mindset that these ghouls have by and large if you're vaccinated and boosted even if you get infected you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine here it's the unvaccinated who are gonna be hurt so why should anyone who's boosted bother at this point to do anything that makes the unvaccinated more safe Look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'm willing to sign a waiver. I will not seek hospitalization. Huh? Will that work? No. You'll need it. You'll need to get it because we got it, and if we got it, you need to get it. 
I want us to act as a community. And that's the other thing, us against them. Well, we're a community. We're, we're responsible. It's those people. Those people, the dirty people, the Juden. Yeah, the Juden. They're the ones that are causing all sorts of diseases. We should do something about the Juden. It's the same mindset. It's the same thought process. I need you to understand this. And if any of you have any qualms about law enforcement, you know, not, not following, uh, you know, uh, unconstitutional orders, have you seen what's happening in Amsterdam? Law enforcement, quote unquote, sicking dogs on people, just beating the crap out of them with batons. Because they want to walk around without a mask on. <gasps> I know. I know. How dare you? Unjabbed and unmasked? While the earth itself is going to catch COVID. We live in a world of lunatics. We need. It's a must. It's, it's, we, we can't get around a systemic failure to the point that people will starve to death in this country in order for us to get back to any sort of logic or reason. We're going to get back to this article, but I do believe that the reason they're trying to pump Insurrection Day so much is that the economy is just off the rails. It is di- it's not even dying. It's bleeding out. Trade deficit jumps 19.4% to the second highest level ever. We're not even talking about the inflation anymore because nobody wants to face that lion. But they have no choice but to talk about the U.S. trade deficit, which soared to $80.2 billion in November, near uh, the record high. $80.14 billion hit in December, the Commerce Department said. Imports into the U.S. jumped by 4.6%, and the goods deficit jumped 18% to a record 98.99 billion U.S. dollars. Uh, do you understand that they're actually talking about another stimulus? You know because of Omicron. Everyone who's had it, the person who discovered it, every nation that's dealing with it is saying, it's like the common cold. If you're not half retarded and you go outside and buy 50 tests and test yourself every five minutes, you'll probably get it, not know you had it, and you'll move on with your life. I was just at the Walgreens because I had to drop off a FedEx package. That's where the FedEx drop-off is. They had a sign on the door, we're out of COVID tests. More coming soon. They're making people hyperventilate with fear. Calm and cold for Pete's sake. 
the overall trade deficit would likely have exceeded the September number if not for an increase in forest, foreign tourists in December. Well, we can't have that, so we should probably consider shutting down again. You have, uh, you have teachers' unions deciding that they're just not going to go back to work. But Chicago, L.A., they're still getting paid. They're just sitting at home in pajamas getting day drunk, still getting paid. While children remain illiterate. While children, quote unquote, are forming gangs and breaking into businesses and looting places. Can you tell me about that rising phoenix again? Huh? Can you tell me about how uh, from the ashes... America shall ascend because we are a righteous nation. (laughs) Are we? Are we really? (sighs) So yes, back to the NYU professor. And I think this is why they're trying to find distractions for everything. Because to acknowledge the reality of where we are as a nation, to acknowledge the reality of where we are economically, to acknowledge the reality of where we're headed economically is to scare people out of their slumber. So we need to find band-aids. We need to find distractions so that people don't realize what is happening before their very eyes. Look, I've done my part. I've warned you people. I've said it time and again, get ready for the slaughter. Anything that you base your trust and faith in as far as, you know, retirement fund and 401k and what have you, it's getting obliterated. It's going to bleed like it was a hemophiliac. Well, but that's okay. I got crypto. That's going to bleed like it was a hemophiliac. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And this is why the children of God need to place their trust in that which is unshakable, which is him. If the children of God don't place their trust in God, when the shaking comes, they will be shaken together with the world. This, is, this has been the whole point of the exercise over the last few months. What I've been trying to get across to you, what I've been trying to prepare you for. Place your trust in something that is unshakable. So that when the shaking comes, you will behold the shaking of the nations. Because it's not going to be isolated to America. Because I know there's some of you that listen from Canada and from Europe and from Australia. Oh, well, you know, it's not going to affect us. It's going to be a global thing. If you think it's going to be just America, you're fooling yourself. Look up the word everything. In the dictionary, I know. I still have dictionaries. I bought my daughter's dictionaries because I want them to appreciate words as they are defined. 
so that when you say male, it means a man. When you say female, it means a female. And when a male pretends to be a female, when you say delusional and insane, you know exactly what the definition of those words are. Okay? I know. See, caffeine. Beautiful, beautiful invention. I, it's, if, if in heaven, rather than the land of milk and honey, there is like coffee bean mountain, I'll take a plot there. Just a thought. So, let's get back to our uh, bioethics professor and what his plans for you are. I want us to act as a community. I want us to act as a team. We're fighting a war and need all hands on deck. Yes, it's us against them. And if they don't want to come on our side, then they're for the virus. Do you realize that New York has the highest COVID rate in the nation and they have uh, the greatest restrictions? Meanwhile, Florida's like, eh, do whatever you want. <gasps> What a concept in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Brave, brave, really brave. Anybody under 40 in this country doesn't know the meaning of brave anymore, man. The land of the free and the home of the brave. Well, apparently the brave decided to become expats because there's no bravery left here. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not sorry. Come, You know it, and I know it. We're scared of our own shadows. We wet ourselves at the thought of getting the sniffles. And if you think the world isn't watching and our enemies aren't taking meticulous notes then you don't understand the kind of era you live in. You don't understand the kind of age you live in. I used to say things are about to go south. Things are south. They're going to go more south. And at some point, there will be a battle over resources. And men will go to war with other men so that they may vanquish them and take what they possess. were that we were still the home of the brave. Perhaps our enemies wouldn't have such an easy time giving us a bloody nose. I'm just saying. So the man wants everyone to act as a community. Yavol, yavol, mein Herr. Listen to this man. Listen. I don't want to reject those who still haven't done the right thing. See, so it's not, it's not choice anymore. It's doing the right thing and the wrong thing. There's no longer freedom of choice in his mind. You're on the side of right or you're on the side of wrong. You're either doing the right thing and acquiescing to what he says, or you're doing the wrong thing and must be punished. Listen to this. I don't want to reject those who still haven't done the right thing. I'll condemn them. I'll shame them. I'll blame them. But I don't want to exclude them. Kaplan replied before detailing his desire to penalize unvaccinated Americans and implement more coercive tactics 
to corner them into getting the shot. So you'll shame them and blame them and condemn them. Tell me, Mr. Kaplan, oh, you of the curly hair, how are you different than the message of Hitler regarding das Juden? Ja, das Juden. We must condemn the Juden. We must shame the Juden. We must blame the Juden. This is where we're headed. If these people are not stopped, and if you had any semblance of hope that, oh, our politicians will rise up and say, nein, no more. This far, no further, sir. Ted Cruz just called you a terrorist. He called you a terrorist for saying, hey, something's fishy here. This doth stinketh. So, uh, I, I, I wouldn't place that much hope in politicians because uh, you run the risk of being sorely, sorely disappointed. So, this man will condemn you. He will shame you and blame you. But as of now, just as of now, he doesn't want to exclude you. At some point, if you're still resistant to his tough love, he may come forward with an idea of building certain fenced-in areas where you can do you and he can do him. But for now, just for now, he doesn't want to exclude you. And this man continues. They've got to come around. We're not going to win this war. We're going to be talking about COVID this time next year if we don't get more people to do the right thing. Listen, moron. See, I, I, I controlled myself because I had another word just on deck, ready to just... But then again, the pearl clutches. Oh my, listen to that spicy language. Never mind the fact that we've got a miniature Hitler out here saying, uh, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to condemn you and shame you and, and, and blame you. And even though thus far we don't want to exclude you, it's not out of the question, because if, if you're still stubborn, I mean, in order to save us, we must kill you. Never mind all that. He almost said something spicy. Look, this is the reality. Uh, the COVIDs are going to be around forever. Uh, with each variant, it's going to get weaker and weaker because this is the way it works. Remember the Spanish flu? Now we just call it the flu flu. They'll get it. People with compromised immune systems, people with pre-existing health issues still die from the flu. So it doesn't matter how many people you jab or how many times you jab those people. Uh, we're still going to be talking about the COVIDs this time next year unless people finally wake up and go, all right, we're going to learn to live with it. I get the sniffles for a few days, I drink some hot tea, I take some vitamin D, I take some zinc, I catch up on uh, my autobiography, 
I, I, I'm not writing an autobiography. Stop. It's just some people have highfalutin. I, well, if only I had the time, I have a few novels in me. Well, you have a few burritos in you. Uh, as far as novels, I don't know. Uh, if you do, uh, then, then sit down and clank it out. Get COVID, have a few weeks off, write your novel, become a millionaire. See, silver lining. Anyway, they've got to come around. We're not going to win this war. We're going to be talking about COVID this time next year if we don't get more people to do the right thing. So we can't write them off. We can penalize them. We can say you will have to pay more on your hospital bill. You can't get life insurance or disability insurance at affordable rates if you aren't vaccinated. Really? And, and, and look, there is a certain mannerism that all of these people have. Il dottore Fauci, this guy, uh, they believe that their word and their opinion is sacrosanct. This, this, this man would implement this lunacy at, at, at the flip of a switch if he could. Tiny men with God complexes are dangerous. And they need to be shut down before they're given enough power where they can implement this. Berman responded by scolding unvaccinated individuals, contending that it's the unvaccinated who aren't wearing masks. It's the unvaccinated who aren't social distancing. It's the unvaccinated going to crowded indoor events. So there's this bizarre irony. Yes, it's a bizarre irony that people have decided to live their lives again. It's a bizarre irony that people aren't living in terror, defecating themselves because they heard somebody across the store sneezed into their arm. Who's the lunatic here? Look at you. Look in the mirror. You, 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 you just decrepit shallow pudge of a human being. By your own words, you're vaccinated, you're boosted, and you're still walking around with a face diaper scared out of your mind. That's no way to live life. Now, if you, if you looked at a picture of what Arthur Kaplan looks like, you'd understand a lot about the mindset that he possesses. It's, it's that weak chin, you know, that, that eh, sniveling sort of, I want to throat punch you kind of face. But hey, you know, I, I digress, all right? Oh, did you hear that? He's calling for violence. I didn't know. I didn't call for violence, although violence is coming. At this juncture, to be perfectly honest with you, uh, violence is inevitable because these people will continue to push. They will continue to escalate to the point that 
something will have to give. Mr. Kaplan is saying that you should be deemed a second-class citizen. And if only he had the power to do it, why, you would be a second-class citizen already. This is how they get people to turn on their neighbor. This is how they get people to hate each other and be at each other's throat. Not only are you different, you're different and dangerous. And you must be dealt with. At first, we're going to try to quote-unquote reason with you by making it more difficult for you to live your life. However, if you don't acquiesce, if you don't do as we demand, well, it'll just get worse. Do you see where we're headed? If we don't stop this, and the way you stop it is by simply saying no. It's a powerful tool. Because this, this man, this, this, this ghoul, really thinks he's in the majority. This is why he can spout off this nonsense. This is why he thinks he has carte blanche to threaten people. Well, you know, uh, I'm just saying, we're going to condemn you. We're going to blame you. We'll, 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 we'll even shame you. We're going to tighten the screws over something that is literally endemic. This is winding down. There's still people getting it, but the symptoms are just not there. This, this new variant is a tickle in the throat. Not that the other ones were so much worse. Yes, there have been... People have died from the flu. People have died from COVID. People have died from a brick falling on their head from a 15-story building just out of nowhere. I'm sorry, no one lives forever. Everyone dies of something. But to live your entire life in abject terror, getting booster and booster and booster and booster with a face diaper on inside your home, rejecting family and friends, honestly, what kind of way is that to live? Look, El Salvador. We all look at El Salvador and go, oh, look at that backward nation. They're more, they're, they're, they're more in tune with what is necessary than we are at this juncture. El Salvador debuted a public service announcement on Monday urging citizens to attain an ideal weight through a healthy diet and exercise to reduce the chance of de developing complications from a possible child coronavirus infection a healthy lifestyle also helps to reduce the complications from COVID 
So what they're saying is take a walk, eat a little less, enjoy the sunshine. Don't sit in your basement wallowing in your own filth, wearing a weak old mask and waiting for your next appointment for the 17th booster. Now, granted, uh, I, I, I think uh, a very large swath of the American populace is about to go on the Venezuela diet. And so uh, maybe that'll be the silver lining there. Less complications from the sniffles because everyone's on the Venezuela diet. Now, if you don't know what the Venezuela diet is, uh, back in the day when Venezuela started collapsing, when uh, hyperinflation uh, reared its ugly head, uh, the average Venezuelan lost, I think it was either 17 or 22 pounds in a year. And it wasn't because all the Venezuelans decided to go on a diet at once. It was because they were starving. They were starving. The average individual lost 17 or 25 pounds. So uh, when, when people in this country start going on the Venezuela diet, I'm sure that Kamala Harris will continue to insist that January 6th was 9-11, perhaps even worse. I'm sure that Joe Biden will continue sniffing his finger to see if what was in his diaper was pudding or not. But the average citizen uh, is going to hurt. They're going to go hungry. They're going to know lack. They will know famine. And perhaps some of them will have that moment of epiphany Will they realize just how good they had it and never appreciated it. I'm sure some won't. I'm sure some will dig in their heels and still say that Mr. Robinette Biden is the best president they've ever had, that George Washington would kneel in subservience to Mr. Robinette Biden. But the world's always had crazy people. The difference between then and now is that we labeled crazy people crazy people and didn't give them the time of day. Like, yep, okay, sure, see ya. But now we make heroes out of crazy people. There was a dude that couldn't hack it on the male swim team. So he grew his hair long, called himself a girl, and now has broken every record that women's swim ever had. And he even boasted about it being real easy. Nothing. And the crazies will still tell you, there's no difference between a man and a woman. Biologically, there's no difference. Again, once upon a time, we used to look at them and go, all right, you're nuts. But now... It's actually a topic of debate. There are people who are, 
Of course there's more than two genders. What are you saying? So this is why we need what's coming. It's not going to be comfortable. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot. And I think innocent people are going to get caught up and get hurt with it. But if they prepared for it, spiritually, psychologically, I think it's going to be the most important. Because a lot of people are going to lose it. They're going to just snap. So if you thought it's bad now, I mean, across the board, from suicide to to people flipping out to, to people just snapping to everything. Imagine what it'll be like when the pressure is increased by a hundredfold, a thousandfold. And the one question that we need to contend with, the one question that we need to answer is what's the church's responsibility, role, and duty in all of this? How are we supposed to react when these things began to unfold? What are we supposed to do in light of what we know is coming? Because personally, I don't believe they can hold this off much longer. If you look at all the pieces of the puzzle, if you look at everything that's happening in tandem. Time is short. And when the collapse comes, it's going to catch a lot of people unaware, unprepared, wondering how it is they got into the situation they're in, Especially if their theology and eschatology taught them that they weren't supposed to be here for any of this. Can you imagine the psychological pressure seeing everything that's about to descend upon the world, looking at it, and not believing that you're supposed to be here for any of it? Just think on that for a while. How are people, church-going folk, going to react, seeing the things we're about to see, while they believed vehemently and wholeheartedly that they weren't supposed to be seeing any of it. Will their faith endure? That is the question. I don't have an answer. I just know that there is a danger 
in believing extra-biblical ideas. Let's, let's just call them that. There is a danger in, in, in discounting what the Bible says the end days will look like and saying, well, yeah, that's for everyone else, but not for us. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But I know that I'm not. See, that's, that's the problem. I know I'm not wrong. I know what's coming. You can taste it in the air. People's desperation is, is ratcheting up, and, and we haven't even started getting bad yet. How will they react when it really is that bad? So, for those of you that know God, for those of you that have peace, for those of you that have joy, for those of you that understand the immeasurable benefit of knowing that the just will live by faith. The things that are coming will not affect you negatively. Perhaps you will feel sorrow, perhaps you will feel empathy, you'll reach out, you'll help people. But they're not going to break you. What if people who don't have hope what of people who don't have peace? What of people who don't have joy? What of people who don't have God? How will they fare? So, if you want to position yourself for the days that are coming, there's only one thing that you can do. And that is cement your faith and trust in God. Everything else you think you can do is an illusion. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how well thought out. Unless you are anchored in God, you too will be shaken. And with that, I thank you all for listening. Thank you for being with us. Lord willing, we will be with you again next week and uh, we will have traversed the day that shall live in infamy as Insurrection Day. Uh, but I'm sure new problems will arise. Until then, God bless you. And Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike. We have to walk in faith because as Mike has been sharing the last few programs, uh, this is a war against our freedoms. And it's getting so much like hostile out there that the word civil war is being used a lot in the news. Google it. America's next civil war. Even an ex-general is seeing America's headed towards civil war. And the camps are very divided. Um, Dimitri mentioned it. God showed him about a civil war coming to America before anyone was saying 
there would ever be a second civil war. Go to handtohelp.com and read the message for America. Get it out there. Get it out there in Australia and Canada and Europe. Australia is like a police state. I mean, right now, a very famous tennis player is actually holed up, uh, being told uh, he cannot come into the country or stay in the country because he's unvaccinated. Even though he got COVID and got natural immunity, nobody in government like that restrictive even think about natural immunity, which is the strongest immunity you can have against this virus and all the other tentacled viruses. The Lord says, you know, trust him. That has to be emphatically 100% trust. We can't have cracks in our trust factor with Jesus. He will never what? Leave us or forsake us. He won't let us down. Trust and faith go hand in hand. Fear and doubt and anxiety and unbelief, they always lead to defeat. We have to trust. We have to have faith. Push back locally against the tyranny that they're trying to throw on us and get involved locally. Leadership matters. God bless you so much. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are